Hey, Jen, want to have a detailed conversation about the state of our marriage? Actually, yes. And I have a list. Number one. Okay, great. Today we're going to consider having a state of the covenant conversation as we begin our new year. Let's do it. Welcome to the Intimate Covenant Podcast, where we believe the Bible and great married sex both belong on your kitchen table. That's right, we're talking about holy, covenant-bound, intimate relationships with hot sex. We're Matt and Jen, founders of Intimate Covenant. We offer biblical teaching and resources to help married couples achieve a fuller relationship and an extraordinary sex life. For more information, visit our website, intimatecovenant.com. Welcome, friends. Welcome. And Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year 2022. Hope everyone is excited for this uh, new year, new opportunities. Uh, New year, new me, right? That's that's what the kids are saying these days. That's what they say these days. (laughs) I hope everyone had great uh, time celebrations and uh, time to uh, reflect. Uh, Our new year started... Uh, nicely. Yeah, it was a nice quiet start to our new year because we had a spontaneous short little getaway. Yes, we uh, used some points and got rid of the kids <laughs> for the weekend. And, and they all had their own plans and so uh, we jumped on that and and had a quiet little getaway. Which, yes. you know, I will say that uh, over the Christmas holidays there was some sadness at times yes. because we, you know, it's first year we didn't have everybody in the house on Christmas Day. And um, so we kind of missed little people. But then we could have a spontaneous getaway to start the new year. So there was no sadness about not having little Make, people in our lemonade, house. <laughs> making lemonade out of the lemons, yes. Um, so we, we took that opportunity to um, have some quiet time, some fun time, but... Some serious conversation time and and an opportunity to kind of take assessment of our marriage, uh, an opportunity to kind of set some goals for ourselves. That's something that we kind of do every year, and and we certainly would encourage you um, to do the same, um, to make it it a habit of having some kind of annual review. It doesn't have to be on the new year. Maybe some some folks do this on their anniversary or surrounding their anniversary uh, or or just some other random annual getaway. It's just a good time when you're away from your kids and away from your obligations to uh, have some some serious conversations. Some people do this quarterly or or even semi-annually, so you can certainly do that. Right. Um, so we took what we kind of have now termed as our state of the covenant conversation. <laughs> See what um, we did there. There you go. <laughs> and we have um, decided to share that with all of you all. And so we have created a detailed form with conversation starters and a step-by-step breakdown of of the process that we like to use annually just to assess our relationship status and then um, and start setting some goals for the coming year. Yeah, and, and just to be clear, we're, we're, you're not going to hear our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> but uh, we, we, we have taken that process and um, we've developed that process into a, a form, uh, into a, sort of a, a detailed way that we go about that. And we've organized that conversation really around the four realms of intimacy uh, as we consider them, at least uh, spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical. Um, And so 
uh, we, we've turned that into a form and we are providing that form free to those of you that are Covenant Club members. That's right. If you have signed up um, during our pre-launch period right now, um, we have all your information and we will be sending you this form this week in an email. So be looking for that, all of you people that have already jumped on board and signed up under our pre-launch Covenant Club time. Yeah, and, and once Covenant Club is live, and we do expect that to happen in the next uh, couple of weeks, once Covenant Club is live, you'll be able to access that form from uh, within Covenant Club, again, free mm-hmm. whenever you need it, whenever you want it. Right, and for the rest of you that haven't signed up for Covenant Club, well, first of all, shame on you. Come on. (laughs) Join us on Covenant Club. But for the rest of you, you will be able to find this form um, in our store on our website. Right. And that's uh, intimatecovenant.com slash services. Uh, If you go there, you'll be able to find that form. Again, it's called State of the Covenant, um, and it should be available on our website for you to purchase there for some nominal fee. <laughs> so uh, we want to kind of walk through this um, on this podcast um, just to kind of help you all see what it is that that we've done and, and how this could be an aid to your marriage. Um, I will say but kind of before we start going through what's included in the form, um, we do recommend that each spouse work through the form and write down your answers before you even have a conversation together. And it's tempting to kind of skip that step. Right. Um, But I think really the power of this comes from both of you separately considering all aspects of your marriage um, by yourself. Because it can be real easy to be influenced. Yeah, Um, especially if you're a responder, you're mm -hmm. going to be very tempted to... Uh, think one thing and say what you think your spouse, what you think they want to hear. Right. Um, but it, it really will be helpful if you can assess this honestly and um, more fully express yourself uh, and commit to some of these assessments before you have the conversation. Right. Um, that way you're giving each other the, the fullness of, of who you really are and, and what you need. Right. And then you can kind of set aside uh, once you've both worked through it um, separately we really recommend that you set aside several hours to have this conversation. And I know for some of you, you're thinking, are you kidding? We do not have several hours. Yeah, that's okay. We get that. Um, like Matt said earlier, we have um, broken down the assessment into the four different realms of intimacy. So maybe if you don't have time to go through all of that at one time, you could plan to cover one area of intimacy per setting. Right. You know? and, and, and that's perfectly acceptable. Right. Um, kind of gives you time to think in between if you wanted sure. to do it that way. And you could have one conversation a month for the next four months. And either way, you're still setting goals for yourself. You're still assessing. You're still um, you know, trying to make things better. So right. it doesn't all have to happen at once. Certainly uh, not everybody has the opportunity to have a spontaneous New Year's getaway. So. No, no, not everyone has that opportunity. But when your home is quickly becoming an empty nest, then you do have that opportunity. There's a little bit so. more freedom. Yes, you have <laughs> that to look right. forward to. Okay, so within the form, specifically, um, we have each of you as a spouse um, to... To first start by looking back, right? right? Like your first part of your assessment is not just jumping to what are our goals, but you first have to decide where are we now? Yeah. And I think your goals should be shaped by where you are now and where you have been. So right. it makes sense to consider that first, obviously. Right. And so you're first going to describe 
um, to each other uh, once you have the form filled out uh, where your relationship is strongest and and where you think that it will has some room to grow. Sure. And so one of the tools we use in doing that is to encourage you to rate your level of connection within each realm of intimacy. Yeah, on a scale of 1 to 10, just just rate, uh, you know, where are we in our spiritual intimacy, our mental intimacy, emotionally and physically, where are we? And mm-hmm. we give you some questions to consider in each of these realms to try to help you kind of decide and, and look at that realm as a whole. Um, for sake of time, we're not going to go through every single question that we have on the form and Honestly, we want you to get the form and really go through that yourself. Um, so we're going to give you a, you know one or two questions that, that are on that form to kind of help you consider. But just know that there, there's certainly more detail available um, on the form. Uh, but we're going to go through that with you a little bit and kind of give you an idea of what we mean by um, these different realms of intimacy. But the questions that we're asking are really meant to help you just more fully assess yourselves individually and as a couple in this entire realm of your marriage. Right. And then again, we want you to put a number on it. We want you to rate it one through 10 because we want you to commit to something that can be changed. Yeah. And, and I think the rating at one through 10 really causes you to, to more carefully assess the strengths and areas of growth in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, I know for me, when I was filling it out for us this year, um, first of all, 10 feels like a big number. Like 10 is like perfection, right? So I'm thinking, ah, <laughs> oh, I don't think we have perfection anywhere. But um, <laughs> so, but, but then really getting detailed and thinking, okay, uh, you know, what number would I really put with this makes me really stop and consider not just, oh, we do all this well, but here's places that we have room to grow. Yeah. And just so you're wondering, we don't rank 10 in all of these areas. Uh, no, we don't rank we do 10 not. in any of these areas. No. <laughs> uh, we, we, you know, don't think that you have some unrealistic standard to live up to, but we do want you to consider where you are and be able to express your level of satisfaction to your spouse in these realms uh, so that you you can each really hear each other and hear where you uh, are lacking and where you want to be. Right, because the, the form itself has two areas. It has looking back, and then it has goals. Mm-hmm. And so you really can't move into the goal discussion until you've really considered where are we now. Yes. Um, and so that's a really healthy thing to do. Now, another thing we add into this and... It may be that just considering the four realms of intimacy, those questions, and then ranking one through 10 in each realm, that might be enough for you. And that's perfectly fine. Um, But another area that you can add to this, if you want, um, is to share what we call the highs and lows. Um, And so we do this by sharing, describing a time or an event when we felt the most connected in this realm of intimacy. Or the least connected. Or the least connected. Um, because that really helps when you can stop and consider a specific event or a specific time. Um, it, it helps you to then really fully kind of grasp why I feel like we're a six or a seven right now. Yes, you and, know? and it also helps me when, when, for instance, if Jen is describing a high or a low, it helps me understand what it is that she wants or what she's looking for um, 
in order to feel connected in these different realms of intimacy. Right, right because to a nine feels different to me than it feels to you. Sometimes. For each yes. realm of intimacy, because you all have different nuances. So, yeah. In other words, what the experience that causes her to feel connected is different than the experience that will help me feel yeah. connected in these different realms of intimacy. Right. So the sharing of the highs and lows in each realm of intimacy, that can be something you can add in. Or frankly, if the rating it one through 10 feels overwhelming, then then this year just do just do highs, highs and, and lows. lows. Sure, yeah, um, and or, or either or. I mean, again, it's not a this is not a, a graded assignment. Where <laughs> you're not getting scores from us. Mostly, right. we just want you to have a conversation. We feel like this method of conversation is has been very helpful for us. Right. Uh, so that's why we're sharing it with you. Right. Um, so Matt, let's kind of walk through a couple. Um, of the questions in each of the categories, and I, or I mean, in each of the realms of intimacy. Mm-hmm. And again, we're not going to go through everything that's on the um, assessment page, but let's just kind of give yeah, them a little sample. Definitely. So, you know, d- again, download the download the form, and you'll get all this. But at least to to continue this conversation in the podcast today, uh, we're, we we start off assessing our relationship in the realm of spiritual intimacy. And right. um, again, that, that's where we start everything that is foundational for everything that we do, everything that we even really cover and discuss in the podcast, but it's also foundational in what we do in our relationship. Um, but spiritual intimacy is the idea of what we share um, spiritually together. It's right. not just about my own personal relationship with God. Um, it is about how I share that as a spouse um, and so, some of the questions we asked uh, on the form, uh, number one would be, uh, do I share my spiritual struggles, sins, and goals? Yeah. And that's a, a, a deep question because you, you might think, well, in a broad sense, I do. Like yeah, I, my husband knows, you know, I'm working to, to get to heaven. Yeah. We, yeah, we sit on the know. same pew at, at church. So, I yeah. mean, that's, that's something, but that's not necessarily a deep spiritual relationship if I'm not sharing it. Well, and you have to consider um, how often do mm-hmm. I share that? Right. Um, and that was something for me when I was working through this question, really thinking through how often do I actually let you into a current spiritual struggle I'm ha- having? Yeah. You know, yeah. how much is that a part of a conversation, an ongoing conversation that we're having? Right. And... Um, you know, I think another question that was really good off of the form that we have is, does our spiritual connection enhance our sex life and our emotional connection? So mm-hmm. again, I really love this question because it's considering the relationship between these realms of intimacy because a good sex life is a life that involves our spiritual intimacy. Oh yeah, and same with you know the emotional connection. If you know one one other way to look at this is you know when I go and worship at church, does that make me feel closer to my spouse in some way? Mm-hmm. I think that's another way to look at this same question. You know, does my worship and my relationship with God enhance? how I feel about my spouse and enhance my connection to them. Right. Um, so again, th- these are some questions to consider as, as you consider your spiritual intimacy and your relationship uh, spiritually. But uh, another realm that we want to consider is mental intimacy. And this is a hard one to always define, and, and you'll find a, a more specific definition of this on the form as well. But um, one question that, that helps us assess that is, do I feel like my spouse prioritizes me 
over their work, kids, friends, and hobbies. Yeah. And that's a tough one. That's It's one thing for me to say that I prioritize my spouse, but a, a bigger, better question is, does my spouse feel prioritized? And okay. I think that's where this question is kind of getting. Right. Um, and then another question is, do I feel like my opinion is valued and respected? Mm. And And again, it's not, do I value my spouse's opinion? And do I respect my spouse? But do I feel like that? Because again, that that's the way that I am perceiving yeah, my and spouse. I, and I think this gets to the heart of real intimacy. Intimacy is not agreeing on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, intimacy is valuing and respecting the differences in my spouse. That's probably more important than coming to an agreement. But it, what's most important is knowing that I uh, feel valued and respected uh, and, and that I offer that to my spouse as well. Right. When we're talking about emotional intimacy, um, which I think is a little bit of an easier intimacy to, to define, yeah, we, I think, understand emotional intimacy, yes. at least talk about it more. Um, so a good question within that realm is, are we intentionally checking in on a daily basis to share feelings, ideas, and opinions? Mm. Um, and that's really where you can tell what the heartbeat of your emotional intimacy is, yeah. is kind of stopping and really strongly considering how often are we actually sharing feelings, yeah. ideas, are, and opinions. Yeah. Are we having more than just conversations about the logistics of you know, yeah. of working out the, the details of a marriage and family and, you know, getting the kids where they need to be? Uh, but are we having conversations that actually matter and actually bring us closer? Right. And and also, are my feelings acknowledged, validated, and honored? Mm-hmm. And again, that's really getting to the heart of how do I perceive my feelings, um, how, how my spouse is interacting yeah. with my feelings. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, um, physical intimacy, again, may be easier to define, although it's not just about sex. Right. Um, there, there ought to be physical intimacy beyond just what is overtly sexual. Uh, but one, one question I think that's important to consider here is, is there regular conflict or unspoken tension about sex, whether that's about frequency or variety or wherever else we have uh, conflict about sex, is is there regular conflict or this undercurrent of tension uh, mm-hmm. that's that's built up? Mm-hmm. Another question would be: Is sex pleasurable for both of us every time? Mm. And I think it's really important to recognize the difference between pleasurable and orgasmic. True, it, it's. Your goal is not, and when you've heard us say us a thousand times, if you've been listening to this podcast, your goal within sex is not just release. It's not just orgasm. Mm-hmm. It is connection and right. pleasure. And so stopping to consider what are our goals within our physical intimacy and specifically with sex, do we both experience pleasure? It may right. not be orgasm, but do we both experience Pleasure, and, and that's both physical and emotionally. Exactly, um, is one of you another maybe the negative asked uh, um, complimentary question here is is one of you having sex out of obligation, emotional mm-hmm. or um, sexual obligation? Um, are you detaching emotionally or physically so that you can just endure the experience, uh, or is one of you like actually experiencing physical pain? Um, in your sex. Uh, Those are some questions to kind of consider with this. Right. 
So, you know, you'll again, our goal is to have you go through these questions individually, put down answers, make yourself really think through this, and then share these questions mm-hmm. and your answers with one another. We personally personally like to kind of take turns, go back and forth, go through one realm of intimacy fully, one of us and then the other um, go through it themselves. But when it's not your turn to be speaking, (laughs) we're going to strongly encourage you to just listen. Yes. Listen without defending or excusing as your spouse is sharing. Come to this with a heart that seeks to know your spouse better. Yes. And in order to know your spouse better, you're going to have to face their perception of what has and hasn't been happening within your marriage. Absolutely. And that's important then to just kind of squelch that part of you that might want to just defend or excuse. Yep, squash the defensiveness and the excusing. Uh, and, and also recognize that, um, you know, this is not all, this is also not a chance for you to sit and list all of your spouse's faults and problems and details. This no. is not an accusatory conversation because. The goals that we're going to ask you to set, which we're going to get to, the goals that we're going to ask you to set are goals for that you need to set for yourself personally. Mm-hmm. You're not setting goals for your spouse. Yes. You're setting goals for yourself. So this is a chance for you to learn what is it that your spouse wants and needs from you, and then how can I best accomplish that? Uh, so you're going to have to listen. If you're not listening, yeah. you're not going to be able to set goals that will be meaningful to your spouse and to your marriage. Right. And then based on the scores that you each have given each realm of intimacy, well, from there, then you can determine where you are actually doing well and where you want to improve. So, And, and I think getting to that, I, I think first you should stop and just consider and congratulate yourselves and acknowledge where you are doing well. Yeah. it's This is not just a chance to tear down your marriage no. or your spouse. You ought to sit and congratulate each other and celebrate where you are and how you've grown over the years. Right. And the beauty of writing this down is that then next year you'll have something to look back on Mm -hmm. and you can say, look, we were here, but we made this effort to work on this and now look where we are. So yeah, there's, um, there is growth that can happen. And determining where you actually are is a beautiful part of, of looking forward to that growth. Yeah, and one of the one of the beautiful things then is not only do you get to celebrate where you are, but you can then take that opportunity to recognize where you're good and what you're good at and what are your strengths and then try to use those strengths to grow where you are weak. Yeah. Um, rather than just trying to, you know, hammer out this plan where we're going to get better, where we're weak, uh, celebrate where you are, celebrate what you're good at and use that to get better. So let's talk about this plan in moving forward and setting some goals, but first a quick break. Hey Matt, we have an exciting announcement to make. That's right. We want to announce the newest and biggest project for Intimate Covenant to date. As you know, we've been offering group Bible studies, weekend seminars, an annual marriage retreat, and of course, this weekly podcast. But the greatest benefit of what we do is bringing people together in community to continue the conversation about godly marriage and holy sexuality. So, we're launching Covenant Club. 
Covenant Club is our new online community for covenant-focused married couples. We will offer online community discussion forums, including a special wives-only section. These forums will be a space to ask sensitive questions, share ideas and recommendations, and offer encouragement to other married couples. We'll also be offering monthly group coaching sessions through live interactive webinars. We'll use these times to cover special topics and Q&A sessions. Through the Covenant Club, subscription members will also have exclusive access to printed audio and video resources. Covenant Club has been a goal for us for a long time, and we have lots of big plans as we grow this special community. We're just so excited to start making this vision a reality. We really want you to be a part of this community, and you can help make this happen in one of two ways. First, go to our website, intimatecovenant.com members. Don't worry, it's in the show notes. Click the button to sign up for the Covenant Club pre-launch. By signing up now, you'll get access to all of the Covenant Club features for the first three months after we launch in January of 2022. The other way that you can help is to donate to this ambitious project. The startup costs for this endeavor will be significant, but you can help us bring this community together in a really special way and reach so many more marriages with your generous donations. Any contribution will make a difference. Again, go to the website, intimatecovenant.com members, and scroll down to the bottom of the page to click the Donate button. Thanks for your support. We can't wait to see you and interact with you in this exciting new community for covenant lovers. Okay, so before the break, in our segment one, we were going through um, how to go about looking back over the past year of your marriage, Um, and now let's go into what it looks like to look forward. Yes, let's set some goals. Yeah. Or uh, resolutions, as one might call them. (laughs) So considering each realm of intimacy, I think the question that we want you to be asking is, considering where we are and how we each feel about uh, these different realms of intimacy, how can I serve my spouse better? Yes. And, and again, like you said in the beginning um, segment, the question is not how can my spouse serve me better? Right, right. How can I serve my spouse yeah. better? Now, uh, hopefully you're going to be giving them some uh, things to consider and where you are happiest and, and least happy um, in in these realms of intimacy. But uh, ultimately, it's up to you to set some goals about how to serve your spouse, not for you to set the goals for them, because that just it just doesn't work right. that way. Uh, so, what am I going to what am I going to change in order to achieve these uh, goals and to achieve the level of intimacy that we're both looking for? Right. And so, you're going to be setting goals for your spouse. What are you doing um, to get to the the place of intimacy that you want to be? Again. 
your your job here is not to set goals for your spouse. Right. So let's talk about some guidelines, kind of just in general. In uh, these are kind of guidelines that probably apply to setting goals, um, no matter where you are and and what you're talking about, even if it's at work. But th- there's some specific ways that we want you to go about this process and how to apply some of these principles. And the first one is to be realistic. Yes. All right. In in each of these realms of of intimacy. We're asking each of you to pick one thing. Only one Just one. Thing. <laughs> now, I mean, how many possible ways could you possibly improve your marriage in the coming year? A thousand, I mean, right? Yes, I mean, millions. And we're constantly encouraging you to keep striving, don't settle, grow your marriage. But if you approach your marriage and this assessment as, we have 1,001 things we need to change and we're starting today. Right. It's like the person you're going to yeah. fail. <laughs> it's like the person who sets the goal, you know, to lose 100 pounds and read 50 books and um, you know, <laughs> d- earn X amount of dollars at work. I mean, if if you have 14 different resolutions that you're working on, there's no way to keep up with all those things. You just you can't change enough in your life to do all those things at once. Right. Um, so again, we want you to pick one thing because we want you to come away from this conversation with a list of just four individually, just four things that you're going to work on. Right. We're asking you to pick one thing in each realm of intimacy. Now, we recognize that the pursuer and responder amongst us is going to approach things very differently. In every time. Every, shocker. I mean, yeah, shocker. Okay, so for a responder, you must pick one thing. Yes. The, the responders amongst us is going to be like, I'll just let the pursuer pick something. Mm-hmm. And I'll just, yeah, the pursuer's <laughs> just, just going to want They're just going to try to coast through this, try not to have any opinions. They're going to try to get away with having this conversation without contributing to the conversation or, yes. and especially going to try to get through this conversation without committing to much. Yes. And so responders, you must pick one thing. And pursuers, you've got to let them pick and be satisfied with what they pick, even if it's not what you would have picked for yourself. Yes. So and pursuers... You must only pick one thing <laughs> yes. because the pursuers amongst us are going to want to fix everything all at once mm-hmm. and add on 10 more things. Yes, right. Now, that said, if you get to February and you have accomplished the goal that you have set for yourself, uh-huh. feel free to pick another. Yes. And I think that's important that as you achieve goals and you establish better habits in your marriage, celebrate that, recognize mm-hmm. that. And from then, from there, let that give you some traction to, to start working on something else. Right. But again, take this in small pieces. Be realistic. Yes. And to that point, not only do you need to be realistic, you also need to be very specific. This is an important one. Yeah. I think we are tempted to make these lofty statements like, I want us to be more connected spiritually. That's a good That's statement. A great goal. That's a great goal. But what does that look like? What yeah. does that mean? Instead of making a lofty statement like that, it's a lot better to say something like, I would like us to pray more together. Yes. I mean, that that's something much more specific, much more uh, attainable and much more measurable. It's, more, it's something that can be grasped um, in, in bite-sized pieces. And so... In order, in order to get to that point and in order to achieve that goal, again, more specifically, 
I need to ask myself, okay, so what am I going to do specifically to get to that point? And so what am I going there, to yes, do? Yes, <laughs> that's a good, again, that's, that's, that's where we're headed here. Um, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And, and so instead of saying we need to pray every day, say something like I am going to initiate prayer with my spouse every day. Yeah. And let your spouse know that. Say to them, before you or me walk out the door in the morning, I'm going to initiate a short prayer. Mm-hmm. I want and, you to know that. And again, the goal then is becomes my responsibility to initiate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can't say we need to pray more together and then resent my spouse when they're not the, when they don't initiate. Right. And so again, frankly, this is either one of you that mm-hmm. can do this. Yeah. You know, pray together, both of you. So if that's part of your goal, be specific about it and be personal about it. Yeah, whatever the goal is, again, I need to decide what I'm going to do to achieve my side of the equation and leave the rest up to my spouse. So besides being specific and being realistic, I think the, the other big part of this is make an actionable plan. So you're... You have to make very specific steps that will lead you toward this larger goal. So again, if you have this lofty statement like, I want us to be more connected spiritually, well, I want us to pray more together is yeah. going to help get you there. And maybe you want to, as part of all that, you want to pray together more. You want to read the scripture together more. You want to have more detailed conversations more. That's all great. And we want you to have all those goals, but... Again, we want this to be something that is immediately achievable. Yes. And so start one step at a time. Right. And so look for specific times that those actions can happen in. So instead of, I want us to pray every day together, say, again, I want to pray in the morning right before I leave for work or right Mm -hmm. before you leave for work. Mm -hmm. We, you know, I want to pray every night right before we Lay our heads down on the pillow. Right. Um, be specific in your times that that those actions can actually happen. So yeah. that means set timetables, set deadlines for when that's going to happen, and when you're going to measure whether or not that has been happening. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a good two two important two good important points. One is if it's something that can be done specifically, then set a time of day where you expect that to happen or, or a time, if it's something that happens weekly, set a day of the week when you expect that that's going to happen. And then I think gener- appropriately, um, as you mentioned, it needs to be something that you can assess. So set a timetable or a deadline for yourself that, you know, by March or by by June or July, I will have done this certain thing this many times. Yeah, um, right. Part of your actionable plan needs to be how will you know if you are achieving right, your goal? Right. Um, and so think about what questions do you need to ask at the end of your timeline yeah. to know, did I achieve that goal? Have we actually been working on that? Absolutely. Again, I, the goal of all of this is to help all of us get to a place where we actually start seeing measurable growth in our marriage, not just, you know, we we have these annual or semi-annual conversations, we say great things to one another, and then nothing changes. Yeah, or we just have these random passing conversations where uh, we 
decide that we have conflict in a certain area and we're just end up, you know, making empty promises to one another without any accountability, without any timetable, without any specific goals and how to make it better. We just complain to one another instead of making a plan to actually make it better. Right. And hey, Matt, speaking of conflict, conflict is going to happen um, from yes. this conversation. Uh, how do we know that, Matt? Well, I mean, we just had some conflict we, over the weekend. and that We did. That was not unexpected. <laughs> um, you know, if, if, you're, if critical assessment um, of your marriage is something that you have experienced before, then you're going to, you should know that you're going to have some conflict here. And yeah. if it's, if this is not something you've ever done before though, if you've never had this kind of really detailed critical assessment, you need to know to be prepared yeah, be, for be conflict prepared. in this conversation. And again, conflict is not the bad thing, right? right. Con- conflict is the point to some extent. Um, you need to know where there uh, is uh, misunderstanding and where you have two different expectations. You, you need to know where that is so that you can uh, achieve that or, or you can assess that and yeah. try to avoid that in the future. Because frankly, a conversation to this level may mean that tension and pent up resentment might be released. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. That is a good thing. You've got to learn to see that it is a good thing for your spouse to finally be able to express, I, I've i had silent resentment about this for you and towards you, and here I'm going to own that, and here's steps I want to take to not be in that place of resentment. Oh, like, yeah, and, and remember that if your spouse is expressing frustrations, Remember, even though it's not going to feel like it or sound like it at the time, those those expressions of frustration and complaints are really bids for connection. For better connection. Yes. It's your spouse begging you and asking you to help connect in a better way. Yeah. Uh, So, um, you know, see these conflicts as, as a place where you can learn more about what you each need. And these are opportunities uh, really for you to, to be able to face these difficulties together in a better way. Right, right. And so, you know, we're warning you of this, like giving our <laughs> disclaimer, because we don't want you to send us hate mail. Hate mail. <laughs> you told us to have this conversation and we ended up fighting. Now, we don't want you to fight, though. We want yes. you to have conflict without the fighting. Yes. So if you haven't already done it, re-listen, listen to or re-listen to episode 71, where we go through what it means to fight fair. Mm-hmm. And maybe even episode episode 67, I think, is also a good one that we called New Moves. It's really about submitting to each other. Um, Those are some good episodes to prepare you for the conflict that may occur in these conversations. Right. Now. We don't want the hate mail. (laughs) We do want mail, though. We really want to hear from you when you have a state of the covenant conversation, whether that happens in the month of January or your anniversary month or whenever it is. January, July, whenever. Yes. Yes. So here's what we're offering you all. We will send you a free gift mm-hmm. when you let us know that you have had a state of the covenant conversation. So we, we don't want your scores. We don't need nope. the, the details of the fight that occurred. Nope. Although we're happy to hear that and we're happy to try to help guide that conversation. Um, if you do have some conflicts or if, if there's details about this that maybe you feel like we've left out, we do want to hear from you. But we also we just want to hear that you are having these conversations. Yes, we want to celebrate together these conversations happening within our marriages because it means that we together 
are striving and not settling within our marriage. So you send us an email and include your mailing address, and we are going to mail each of you a free gift that lets us know that you've had a State of the Covenant conversation. Yep. Email us podcast at intimatecovenant.com. We really would love to hear from you. And we would really love for you to join Covenant Club so that you get access to this State of the Covenant form that we've uh, created for you guys. Uh, again, that's the, the form that's going to have all these conversation starters and the, the step-by-step. So much step. more than what we covered yes, here in this yes. podcast. Yeah. But really the step-by-step details to help guide this um, important conversation between the two of you. Uh, again, intimatecovenant.com slash members is how you join Covenant Club. Uh, sign up there in during the pre-launch. Again, whoop, another shameless plug. If you sign up during the pre-launch, you're going to get the first three months of Covenant Club for free. All right, Matt. Give us our wrap-up. All right. Number one, for real progress in your marriage, it's critically important to evaluate the past and to set goals for the future. A thorough evaluation of your marriage should include assessment of each realm of intimacy, spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical. And in setting relationship goals, I need to define what I am going to change individually with specific and a realistic plan. Now it's time to grab your spouse and head and your Bible and head to your kitchen table to have the conversation about your state of the covenant. Thanks for listening, subscribing, rating, sharing, and for all your support. Until next time, keep striving and don't settle. Thank you for listening. If you have something to add, we would invite your feedback, questions, and suggestions via our email, podcast at intimatecovenant.com. To submit anonymous questions and feedback, visit our website, intimatecovenant.com backslash podcast. Click on the button, contact the podcast for an anonymous submission form. In addition to this podcast, Intimate Covenant offers group Bible studies, private couples coaching, premarital counseling, weekend seminars, and an annual marriage retreat. We would love to continue the conversation about God's plan for intimate marriage and holy sexuality with you and your friends. If you're interested in bringing us to your church or small group, please contact us podcast at intimatecovenant.com. May God continue to bless your marriage.